0: And we are live. <laughs> <laughs> Say bonjour, Lisa. No.
1: Okay, thank you. <laughs> You've already done it. i done that already. Yeah. I thought that was right, it. Right, tell us a wee bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Lisa Hughes. I'm from Dublin. Um, I am an executive coach, facilitator and a mindfulness teacher. I'm very passionate about bringing mindfulness into... Into everyday life and making it practical, rather than it being about something that's separate and you know, kind of we don't have to wear orange robes and shave our heads and uh, sit on a mount on top of a mountain eating corn uh, all day. Because it's just been really practical for me. It's been really useful in terms of helping to navigate all of the inevitable joys of life. Mm-hmm. Lee uh, <laughs> and so that's I just like to bring it to people as as a tool to to. To inspire and enable people to do great work, which I think is a big part of their life. But generally speaking, just to be able to handle the shit that gets thrown at us. Mm,
0: yes. When did you get into mindfulness?
1: Well, funny you should say that, because we don't necessarily always come to mindfulness and meditation because things are going so well, <laughs> do we? good? Yes,
0: yes, okay.
1: Uh So I came to about uh, 11 or 12 years ago, about 12 years ago now. Uh, in 2019, 2018, sorry. Um, when I was running a big team of people in O2 Telefonica, when a big job as head of a department, I had three small kids, um, a marriage that wasn't going very well, and mm. I was running to standstill and hanging on by my fingernails. Yeah. And I went to see a coach, and he taught me, I was so wound up, it wasn't even funny, he taught me some relaxation techniques. Because if he had told me he was teaching me how to meditate, I would have run mad out of the place (laughs) when your mind was completely lost the plot. Um, But it worked. It just really worked. It helped me to see the world as it really is, as opposed to the person that I thought I should be. You know, Mm -hmm. that I should have it all together. Do it all, have it all. Be this perfect mother this perfect employee, this perfect wife, this perfect sister, this per- all that kind of stuff. And look smoking hot while you're at it. <laughs> you know, just no pressure. So there was a lot of pressure in the system and it just, yeah, it was just one of those practical things that enabled me to stop, to stop and take a pause and say, okay, what's going to work here? Mm-hmm. And what are the tools that I have at my disposal? You know, because we can learn skills and we can learn tools and techniques, but if you, if you can't stop and take a breath... Mm-hmm. and reach for what's going to be most useful in the moment, they're no worth, they're no, no, no worth to you. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's been the power of the pause and the power of mindfulness for me uh, in life. And in, and I've been coaching full-time. Like, you're always coaching when you're running a team anyway. So mm-hmm. I did my uh, training inside O2 as a manager coach, and then I did my external training back in 2009. Um, and I've been coaching full time for the last kind of six years, and the reality of it is, it's all about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. It's all about, we should stop and think about what we might like to ha- be the outcome here. Yes. We want to stop and think about how we might deal with that situation. Let's let's stop and think about how we might feel when we send that email, mm-hmm. and the person on the other end of the day explodes. Um. So a lot of it, its all mindfulness by stealth anyway, but it's started to creep in more explicitly now in the work. But then yes, you're sort of act,
0: you're fighting in a sort of losing battle there because everything in today's world—it's it's as quick as possible. It has to be done now, now, now. So it's that sort of goes against the stop and think.
1: Because that's why it's so important. Because mm-hmm. we've lost, we've lost the ability to stop and mm-hmm. think, because everything is like instant gratification. I don't know if you've ever heard Simon Sinek talking about it. millennials. Oh yes. But he, <laughs> you know, he talks about this whole thing like. You want to go and see a movie? You don't have to book tickets or queue at the same yeah. You just download it from Netflix. You know, you, you, want, uh, you want some food? You just order it from Deliveroo Road, it arrives at your door. You want groceries? You use Amazon Prime and they arrive at your door. Next day delivery or same day delivery. Mm-hmm. You want a date, for God's sake. You swipe left or swipe <laughs> right, whatever it is. You don't even have to learn how to be like, uh, how's it going? You, know, you don't even have <laughs> to, to learn that stuff anymore. So we don't have, we, we've lost the capacity to stop and breathe and think. And with the results, you know, we're, we're creatures, we're animals, right? So we're, we are uh, we, we sprint, rest and recover. Sprint, rest and recover. Sprint, rest, mm. that's how we're built. That's mm-hmm. how our body is built. That's how our rhythms are built. And now all we're doing is sprint, sprint, mm-hmm. sprint, yes. you know? So where is the rest and recover? Where is the pause? Where is the, the moment of reflection that kind of goes, hmm, what's going to work for me? See,
0: uh, yeah, I've come back, because I think that's why mindfulness is so big you know, because people are trying to find that whole how do I slow down um. but then they go back into the work work the next day and it's right let's go again um, so it's always rush 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 my dad used to say something he says well, everybody's in a rush and they're going nowhere and I was like I never knew what he was talking about <laughs> I was like your younger remember when he said mm-hmm. it but then as times gone on I'm going you know what that yeah. was totally right we're all let's get to the end let's get to the I mean, you, there's no end. Do you know what I mean? Well, the end is in your grave. Well, not a great yes, end uh, to be rushing towards. Exactly. exactly yes. Yeah. So you can't live yeah. in the moment, even, you know, for talk's sake, watching, watching a TV programme. Can you sit, watch a TV programme for an hour and not look at your phone?
1: I can, yeah.
0: You, you can. Yeah, yeah. Not many people yeah. can. I've well, noticed myself doing it.
1: Yeah. You know. So we train ourselves to do that. That's all. That's all it's a bit like going, going to the gym. Mm-hmm. for your body. You you go to the gym for your body, not for the, the joy of going mm-hmm. to the gym. No. Yeah, no, that's certainly not for the joy of going <laughs> to the gym. But you do it so that you feel physically fit. That you feel better and then if you need to run for the bus, you can run for the bus. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. You sit and meditate, not to be a great yogi but so that you're mentally fit and that you can Mm. process things and you've got cognitive awareness and then when the sh1t hits the fan because there is nothing sure (laughs) it's gonna hit the fan that you're able to navigate that because you've got this mental fitness so it's the same thing so in the 1940s if somebody had said to you if you if you were going running somebody would have said to you who's chasing you Yes. And then the doctor swooped in and was like, okay, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to eat right, we have to exercise. And now we all try and, try and eat right, and we all try and exercise. We don't, we feel guilty about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with our mental health. We just, it's it's a level of education and involvement of like, I, I have to take care of this thing up here, this brain up here, mm-hmm. in the same way as I take care of this body down here.
0: let come back to the, like, it's trying to learn with. Balance is a good, you know, yeah, yeah. there is good, there is bad, there's there's both. And yeah. it's okay, yeah. do you know what I mean? Not everything has to be 100% good, positive, everything, go, go, go. That's why we'll come back to like your your memes on Facebook mm. and, you know, live every day like it's your last and all this. Yeah. It's all BS, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's too much of that positivity out there, you know.
1: And that's one, thing, one of the things about mindfulness, though, as well, is, is that the people have a number of different kind of... You know myths about mindfulness, but one of the things about it, you know, I often say to people I talk to them about mindfulness, and they go, "Yeah, I'd love to live in the moment, just not this moment, because I live in the moment <laughs> on a beach in Bali somewhere." And so, you're you're missing the point. Mindfulness is about leaning into your experience, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and know uh, leaning into it in order to be able to let go of it. So there's there's bad in every good moment. Nothing is. You know, hundred percent good, mm-hmm. and there's good in every bad moment. Mm-hmm. So even in the midst, I remember one of my teachers when I was doing my MBSR, mm-hmm. she just lost her sister to cancer, mm-hmm. and she was saying that leaning into the the grief and the pain that she had about losing her sister made her really grateful for being alive herself. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's that what they call in Portuguese that soul dad, that bitter sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glennon Doyle Mountain calls it life is brutal. It's brutal. And it's beautiful all at the same time. I like that. And that's, you know, when we try and make something only good and we try and make something only bad, we're missing the whole fabric, the texture, the the kind of the depth of life. So when you lean into an experience, whether it be good or bad, feel all of it, Mm -hmm. and then let it go and move on to the next moment. Yes. You know that's Mm -hmm. the that's the point of actually being here. The point of being here is not to try and make everything super fabulous and pour pink paint over it mm-hmm. but it's about saying this is the reality of it and right now that sucks mm-hmm. and that's okay but there's also a lesson in here for me somewhere i may mm. not be able to see it right now and when there's moments of joy joy is really uncomfortable to lean into you know i think about it if somebody says to you you know how are you and say oh you know life's great kids are great work is great you, a they're going yeah, you're Smug guest, don't <laughs> want to talk to you. But you're also going, yeah, something's going to go wrong sometime, any, anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, dress for her That's tragedy. A rare one. Yeah, mm-hmm. because what we're trying to do is we're trying to numb out pain. And you can't numb out pain without numb out joy. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to live this really vanilla, bland life where nothing good, super good or super bad ever happens. Mm-hmm. You know? so we're we're trying to we're, we're actually avoiding experience that's what social media lets us do mm-hmm. it allows us to go into another world that's not my world that can't affect me directly so that i can take the edge off my emotions the reality of it is, is emotions are just data yeah. just information
0: but that's, but the thing you know there's opposed, there's no there's no good without bad mm. if, if if you didn't experience bad you wouldn't know what good was yeah. so there can't just be you know flat light right, right the way across as you said vanilla you know everything's just the same um, so I think trying to instead of running for 100% happy all the time it's just trying to be that little bit happier every day not you know at the end I want to be fully happy all the time that's not what it's about
1: why does it even have to be happier hmm. maybe it's just more about to be more here to be in whatever is happening at the moment and see it for what it is because we just make st- make stuff up in our head mm-hmm. about what things mean we I mean, never make up good stuff there we don't no crack in that sure how can i worry about that no but you're walking down the street and you you, you see a good friend across the road and it's busy and you wave at them and they don't see you you know what's the story you make up in your head about that mm-hmm. you could make up whole piles of stories you could be like Bastard, she never liked him anyway. Or so and so looks a bit preoccupied. Maybe Joe looks a bit preoccupied. Maybe we'll give him a ring later on. Maybe things aren't going so well for Joe. Or, you know, God, Joe seems to be off the ferries. I wonder, you know, what what good is going on in our life? Mm It's the meaning that we're placing on everything that happens.
0: She said there it could be as simple as, you know, yeah. Joe, uh, Joe might not have seen you. Yeah. Now, if I don't have my glasses on and I'm in a restaurant and you wave at me.
1: Exactly. I don't see No it. chance. No <laughs> so chance.
0: You might be thinking he didn't wave
1: back. At me. Exactly. What's wrong
0: that with him? Somebody.
1: Never liked him anyway. Look ah, yeah. at all this stuff mm-hmm. going on in our head. All these stories we create.
0: We oh, were saying yeah. something there before hit record. Oh. I want you to put on here actually.
1: What was that book you recommended? What book I was recommending? Yeah. Which one was that? Was it something 30? Alex or something? Oh yeah, the teenage mm. one. So just want to so have that on here, yeah, so I can yeah. remember. Yeah, it's called uh, "Take Me and Alex into Town." Uh, no, sorry, get out of my life. But take me and Alex into town first, and and so like I was saying to you, I have teenage, I have two teenage girls, fifteen and seventeen, and, I'm 12 and I'm a twelve-year-old boy. And so when my beautiful daughter turned thirteen and the hormones kicked in, I was like, "What the? <laughs> what? Who are you? my, daughter, my child?" So somebody recommended this book to me and I was like, that's not even a real title, you're just bullshit. But no, it is a real book. And the book is kind of, is very interesting. It tells you about kind of the teenage years and what's going on and explains the process. But basically it just says, yeah, they all go a bit mad for a while. (laughs) The best thing that you can do is not get sucked into the drama. Mm -hmm. Uh, Suck it up and soldier on and hunker down and it'll all be over in about two or three years time. The problem is, is when you have three of them, I'm facing it to the next five
0: years. Unless well, they're tripping, I'll take me into town if you know, to
1: get out of my life. We take me into that. In fairness, the seventeen-year-old is kind of coming, coming, becoming more human now. Yeah. Uh, but the, I have a fifteen-year-old who's asperger's an ADD, and she's in the middle. Fifteen, I'm, I'm fine. It's just the pits.
0: Yeah.
1: And they, you know, talk about social media. Those two girls are like, I'm, we're going to have to have those phones surgically removed <laughs> from their hands. <laughs> Uh, because that's where the, that's their life. That's mm-hmm. where all their friends live. That's yes. where well, that
0: you know. And one, but as you said, it's a good because uh, you know, you're able to contact your friends all the time. Mm. Is that a good thing? You know, if some if somebody messages you, um, and you don't reply within a certain mm. amount of time, did you get my message? Did mm. you get my You know, yeah. and these read receipts. Well, they've read that and didn't reply. Exactly.
1: <laughs> they've seen that they've message. They've seen that. And they're like, okay, uh, yes, that's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll text back when I get a chance. You know. But it, it comes back to what you were saying about the pace of life. It's like <laughs> running, running, running. Thich Nhat Hanh has a saying. He's a Zen Buddhist monk and he talks about um, rushing headlong through our lives as though we are being chased. Mm-hmm. What's chased us? Mm-hmm our own mind is chasing us. all the standards all the expectations all the perfectionism all the the things that we think we should be doing that you know how how, how much we should weigh how we should look what we should be wearing It's bullshit mm-hmm. so when you're able to kind of actually see that and see that your thoughts are not real they're not true they might feel real but they're not true you're they're not just like your brain secretes thoughts the same way as your body secretes enzymes. It's its job. That's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But you're not your thoughts, mm-hmm. and you're not your emotions, and you're not any of those things. So then people say to me, "Well, oh, who <laughs> am I? What? <laughs>
0: what am I? What are you
1: talking about? You're the person who's observing your thoughts. Yes. You're the you're the entity that's seeing what's going on through the world. If you can create a little bit of space to kind of go, "Okay, oh, there I go worrying again, or planning and planning again, or." making stuff up again or you know all that stuff then you can start to say i can choose to take that or leave it Mm -hmm. i get to choose so when when we meditate what we're doing is is creating a a clearer quality of awareness Mm -hmm. so it's the awareness that arises when you pay attention in the present moment on purpose Mm non-judgmentally and all that's about is Creating awareness of this is actually what's happening here, as opposed to what I am telling myself is happening here. And when I practice that, it just means it's more available to me more of the time. Mm-hmm. So the reality of it is, is we're all mindful from time to time. Like we're having a great conversation. This mm-hmm. is a mindful conversation. Yes. But I mean, how many times like do your kids come up to you and you're trying to do one thing and you're you know, talking to them, but you're not really talking mm-hmm. to them, you're not really engaged with them. That's really
0: what you said that actually I'm just remembering something I was in last week I was in a, a leisure centre and uh, there was this wee girl I mean, she must have been three years old with her dad mm. and she was looking in the door at her. must have been her sister who mm. was doing gymnastics mm. and she was shouting Daddy, Daddy, look yeah. I can't remember the wee girl's name look what she's doing look what she's doing yeah. he was standing bang on the phone stern. he didn't even raise his head didn't even yeah. you know say a word yeah. and I looked at that one. Wow, is that um, is that where we are now?
1: So we are all doing that. All That's the time. scary. Tara Brack, who is a brilliant um, Buddhist meditation and psychology teacher, talks it's a very similar story. She talks about this little girl who's drawn this fantastic picture. She's dying for her dad to come home to show it to him. Mm-hmm. And so he he comes in and he you know, he's quite tall and he's on his phone and she's like she's pulling out his sleep, Daddy, 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 Daddy and he's not answering, he's looking at his phone, he's looking for him phone and 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 the next thing, he, he turns around and he says to her, "What is going on down there?" Because she started to get really agitated. And she says, "Daddy, I live down here. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. Well, in order to connect with people, we have to be where they live. Yeah. You know, and we're so caught up in our own little bubble, our own little worlds, and all our stories, we can't cross the bridge to the other side. We, you know, what is it like to be you? But mm-hmm. well, how can I live where you live? That's." Mindful. That's yes. Profound. That gives you a level of understanding. Mm. We can start to really see that we're all connected. You're not the other. When we when we think when we label people as Muslims or Catholics or Protestants or Jews or whatever it is, when they become other, that's when we can start doing really awful things to mm-hmm. You can see it in the states: the Democrats and Republicans, like they're a polar opposite ends of mm. you know, and they're all just people. Mm-hmm. All just people. Are brothers and sisters, who are mothers and fathers, who have the kids, who want the best, who are all trying to be happy. Just different ways of going about it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like we look at our differences rather than what we have in common. 99.99% of our genes are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And we just concentrate on the 001
0: <coughs> As you say, even the Democrats, you know, Republicans and stuff, even if somebody says something that the other side agrees with they can't say they yeah. agree with it,
1: yeah. you know? absolutely not, no. Because so what does that say about me then? Yeah. Because this is who I am and this is what I stand for. This is my identity and my mm-hmm. esteem. And if I vote for Donald Trump, by God, I'm going to back everything he says, even if I think he's a complete lunatic. Mm-hmm. Because I validated that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What does it say about me if I now disagree with him?
0: I'm blaming you for us going into
1: politics. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. We promised we weren't going to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry about that. Well, let's go back to get out of my life. <laughs> i like to first.
0: You know, I you know mean, much
1: more about teenagers <laughs> than I know about <laughs>
0: But you, you mentioned obviously we saving sitting there, you go about the whole millennials and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And it's, right, it, that's a pure generation thing, obviously, um, where I can remember a time where there was no mobile phones. Yeah. Now, this generation growing up will never remember a time where there's no yeah. mobile phones or no internet.
1: Well, Facebook is, what, 14 years old? What
0: you wow, okay. That,
1: that, that's, that's big. There um, you go.
0: That, yeah, so that, that, that means... I have this say? great story because I was... Sorry, I was... No, in, go
1: for it. When I was in 02, um and obviously I'd been there for quite some time, um, and my daughter, my middle daughter, who was, I think she was 10 at the time, yes, it must have been about... Well, she must have been about 8 or 9, maybe, because it's a while back, and she said to me... Um, her birthday was coming up and I said, well, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, I want a mobile phone. And I was like, hmm. mm, what do you want in a mobile phone? Really? Sure, who else? Has, you know, no, nobody else will have a mobile phone. Who'd he call? Who'd he text? There's no point. You're like eight or nine, really double digits at the very least before we go into it. A very difficult case to make when you work for a mobile phone operator. <laughs> so she says to me, no, 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 so-and-so has a phone. She goes, and Minara has a phone. Um, and I was like, so I know who Monara is, and I'm like, really? Monara has a phone? Really? Monara? Honestly? And she says, yeah. And this is this is the funny story, right? She says to me, um, and do you know what's really mad about Monara's phone, Mum? This is how I knew she actually had one. And I said, what's so mad about Monara's phone? And she said, it has buttons <laughs> on it. Like, I've never seen a phone with buttons oh, before. She says, <laughs> <laughs> Did Hello, the mother who is working in, and has had a touch screen phone before anybody else. So, so she didn't even know that the phones had buttons. Never mind, not no where there's no phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not mad. That is, that is totally So I was like, oh yeah, it's a bad inflection on me. You no, don't work there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so she's... um Yeah, but this is Generation Z. They will have never known a time when there isn't that technology.
0: But that's the whole... Yeah, the technology... Because you were going going back to something you said, everything's instant gratification. So they won't know any difference. it's not their fault, obviously. Um. They won't know anything different. If they hit a button, that has to come straight uh, straight away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is quite
1: worrying. Well, the only thing about it is if you look at what's happening in the States and in actual fact what's happening in the UK and Ireland now in the education system, they're starting to introduce... Mindfulness. So there's the dot .B program that's oh, in frankly. primary school, as um, um, social emotional learning. I think they call it in the states. That's been now it needs it needs to be rolled out even more. Mm-hmm. But and then there's the Pause B program for secondary schools as well. So that's, well, that's so they started. are teaching that's them to kind of take a moment. But like the levels of anxiety that we're seeing in teenagers now is extraordinary. I mean, I'm, my daughter herself, like we we went through. Serious mental health issues with her. Mm -hmm. Started off with eating disorders because she she went through a puppy fat stage when she was 12 or 13. Um, And then she lost it all, but then went to the opposite side of now. She was controlling everything. And then one of the girls in her class, a delightful child, (laughs) uh, posted a picture of her when she was in first year and she was still chubby. And said, ma, you've come a long way, baby, haven't you? That really caused huge issues mm. for her and for us, and there was an awful lot of fallout for it. I mean, it's been her journey as opposed to my journey, so I'm, I'm not necessarily wanting to share her story, but like we were in a very bad place with that for a while. She was She was hospitalized, we had suicide attempts, we've gone through DBT, actually funny going through DBT, because DBT is a combination of mindfulness at its core Acceptance Commitment Therapy and CBT Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. So the parents and the, and the kids do it together. But of course, because I'm a mindfulness teacher, I'm like, oh, pick me, I know, I know the answer. And she's sitting there going, you are making a fucking holy show of me. And I was like, this is great, i love this. She hated every single minute of it. And I was like, this is amazing. And it made it even worse, where she was like, oh, God, no, not your woman again. I'm like, oh, right, we have Trina today. So hilarious, and workbooks, and I'm cogging all the workbooks and doing the homework for everything. it. Everything was really funny, but for as a parent, when you you have kids who have like social anxiety or mental health issues, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you're like I'm such an alpha A type personality. I want to fix it all. I want to make it right. And she has been my best teacher. Like she said to me, yeah. we had. Uh, a point where she was hospitalised for six weeks and I went to see her on the fifth week she had, uh, I had gotten a call from saying that she had purged, in other words she'd (coughs) puked in her room and this was when we thought the eating disorder was gone, so I'm just going, Jesus Christ she's been in that place for five weeks and it's getting worse, it's not getting any better so I went out to visit her that night and I just completely lost the plot because I'd been trying to be so supportive and loving and all that and I just said to her the more emotional I got about it, the more my own, all of my own judgments, all of my own stuff came out. And I, I found myself, I found the words coming out of my mouth of the mindfulness teacher. I was like, why are you doing this to me? Okay. And she said to me, this is not about you. This is my journey. And no. I went, respect. You're absolutely right. And it was from that moment that I was able to walk with her side by side through it and just say, look I'm here for you I can't take your pain away I don't know what your pain mm-hmm. is but you're not in your own you know mm-hmm. so she has been an amazing teacher for me she's still yeah. pain the arse okay, yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> wrecks my head
0: I'm not gonna say
1: she takes off her mother.
0: I not going to uh, That, no, that would be <laughs> no, no. Let's
1: not go down that road. But actually, she's made it quite meaningful. She has been uh, very involved with Dublin um, Corla in Dublin, which is about Dublin's Youth Voice. She's very vocal about mental health issues, and um, that's the piece that she's she's run the mental health piece in Dublin's Youth Voice. Um, so even at the Gen the seminar conference for Generation Z, she ran that piece. Yes. Yeah, about all about mental health. And so it's been, it, she's making meaning out of it Fantastic. so that she's able to, to help with the kids. So we talk about kind of life coaches, there, and there's a 17 year old kid who's been up and down and through a lot of life that people have never even see. Yes. You know, she lost grew up, herself and uh, myself and her dad uh, split up when she was seven. Mm-hmm. So she's, and she's had a very turbulent relationship with her father. She doesn't see him very much anymore. He's, I keep, I keep sagging her saying, he's like, sky box office you know your pay-per-view <laughs> it's terrible it's like an ATL desperate stuff but like she copes with that the best way she can yeah. she has a two half a half brother and a half sister from a different marriage. she found that very difficult to cope with with the house burnt down when she was 11 12 so we lost everything on my own we had to rebuild the house um and she's suffered bullying and she's you know She's she's ama- amazing to come yeah. back through as much as she as she has, mm-hmm. um, and to and to not deny that or suppress it or uh, to not deal with it. I mean, we've had rough times, but she's come out the other end of it. Thank God. There were times yeah. I didn't think she was going to make it. Mm. Didn't think I was going to make it. we <laughs> be really a pair of us in it, um, but you know we did. So. Tough but business. that just but that doesn't come from like as you say, that's not all bad. Think about all the things that I've learned from that. Um, and more than anything else, it has given us a resilience now of people so she's doing her leaving certs this year. And the number of people, yeah, I can see your face, right? <laughs> the number of parents who said, Oh, it's so stressful, and the leaving certain, oh my god, it's terrible, and the other one's doing her junior cert. So I'm just like, will I move out now or I'll move out later? But so I just kind of said, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not doing that. It's an exam. If you do well, that's great. If you get what you want, fantastic. If not, do you know what? You'll do it again next year or you'll do something else. So she comes home in in full drama, flight, right? Going, I don't understand. And it's all so pressurised. You know, you've worked a 14-hour day. And you've been on your feet for 12 of it. But no, no, I don't understand. Um, And I just say to her, listen, There is no pressure. When you step inside this house, there's no pressure. no Mm -hmm. pressure in the system. Any pressure you have, that's outside that door. That's Mm -hmm. in your head. I'm not doing this. I'm not going there. You do what you ever want to do. We'll get your maths tutor. We'll get your grinds. We'll give you whatever you want. But I'm not stressing about this. Mm -hmm. Fair play. I've been down that road. been to that deep, dark place. I can go there again if I need to. But I'm just not... I know what's important, mm. and that, uh, you know, she will figure that out somewhere along the line. I mean, you said you went back to college, and <laughs> you got your first job. You um, to face. Exactly. There yeah. you go. And there's nothing. Like wrong Why do we have this kind of linear way of this linear thinking? Go to school, you go to college, get a good job, settle down, you know, and then live happily ever after. I can blame everybody thought,
0: you know that. Can blame society. who, who is society? <laughs> first of all, um, I'd love to meet him um, or her. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's that whole... That is the way whenever I was at school. it's yeah. This is the way you do yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. I'm saying, like, well, why? So, yeah. I uh, uh, for me, that didn't make sense. No. It didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. You know, to me, exams, especially t- in today's world, they do not mean as much... They don't mean anywhere near
1: as much now because you can do so many other things. You really, really can. Well, the thing about it is, is, like, I had this really funny conversation but she does classics and she really enjoys classics and, and her teacher is fabulous really lovely lady um, and I was saying to her how is she getting on? and she said oh you know Grace is so brilliant she puts her hand up in class she's so participative she's really you know, she's so bright a problem, her problem is her essays are full of opinions <laughs> and I said so run that by me again there now why, why is that a problem that she has opinions and she said oh no there's nothing wrong with her having opinions she's just not going to get her any points <laughs> so she, she needs there are, are, are ways to answer questions so we're teaching our kids to suck it up and spit it out and give yeah. us the answers that we're looking for and then we put them in the workplace and we say, now could you have a think yeah. about this should we haven't told them how to think yeah how do they know how to think these are the facts and that's it how do they know how to have a conversation mm-hmm. how do they know how to solve problems critical thinking is a key skill in the volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous world that we're facing into mm-hmm. those are the skills that you really need how you know the Norman Conquerors in 1066 or whatever it is no use mate <laughs> no no use
0: but school like the school I, I was at you know at, and the on about promoting individuality right <laughs> which <Yeah. laughs> it's nonsense first of all yeah. and then the turd would say this is the way you have to wear your uniform this is the way your hair has to be cut this is the way blah 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 and like who the hell is that
1: individuality? No, you that's know. the Borg. Yeah, as a as a as a Star Trek reference, um, and I remember this very distinctly when Lizzie was, mm-hmm. uh, so that's the middle girl when she was so she's four in June, right? And so she's dying to go to school, and against my better judgment, I sent her into the school that uh, her sister her sister was in, and by Christmas I had taken her out, um, and I went to talk to the uh, to the headmistress about it, and I said to her exactly that. I mean, we looked at your manifesto, and it's one of the reasons the school attracted us because you talked about individuality and mm-hmm. i said you don't want to create individuality you want to create the pork you want nice well-behaved mm-hmm. obedient compliant children who will do as they're told speak when they're spoken to and you know not get above themselves mm-hmm. i don't want that for my girls no. i don't want that for my kids i want them to be spirited and confident and opinionated and no wonder they're paying the their arsenal if they're teenagers. <laughs> but like I'd much prefer that yeah. because those are the kinds of people that I'm interested in mm-hmm. that have interesting lives. Like if you never do anything unexpected, nothing unexpected ever happens yeah. to you. And that's a tragedy. Because life is a roller coaster, you know? It is about the the depth and texture of experience that you can mm-hmm. have. And you can either decide that you're really going to live and live every moment, or you can decide that you're going to live your life small it's that Marianne Williamson quote of it it is not our darkness that we most fear it is our light Mm -hmm. who am I to be fabulous and gorgeous and wonderful in fact who are you to to not be Mm -hmm. living playing small does not serve you and so we have to kind of for want of a better phrase, is really tweezed. Kind of let our light shine. Not only let our light shine, but actually really live our moments. Mm-hmm. And that's like when you're mindful, when you can stop and see what's actually going on. You can be really here for what's ever happening. Mm-hmm. And that isn't always pleasant. But it, at least it's genuine. and it's, I hate that word authentic because I think it's so overused mm-hmm. and so um, Americanized. But like real. We've lost all of our sense of reality because everything has a shine on it. Everything is filtered. Everything is a sepia tone or whatever I it remember. is we put on Instagram. Um, but, you know, John Cavazin talking mindfulness is falling in love with life again. With real life. Mm-hmm. Not contrived life. Not photoshopped life. Not filtered life. Not... In Kardashian, though. <laughs> I, I swear to God, Don't I'm going to throw them uh. off the side of the edge of a cliff. Um. No, but real life, mm-hmm. real people, we've lost touch with reality because we live it through the, the filter of Instagram, or
0: Facebook. I couldn't, I couldn't, agree, with you I more. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. As you say, everything's edited, everything's you know yeah. filtered. Um, it's sort of hard to tell what's real and what's not.
1: Well, and I think the only thing that we can do is really take ownership of that and, and be as genuinely and as real as we can possibly be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and, and I try and practice that every day when I've, I've got friends that I would... And they would say to me, how are things and how are the kids? And I'll say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'll actually say, you know, because everybody goes, it's fine, yeah, whatever. So if you're gonna ask me how I am, you're actually gonna hear (laughs) me That may be the definition of a bore. I'm here (laughs) for (laughs) two hours. Long time. Um, But I'm actually I am going to show up and I am going to be real and I am going to answer questions. And some days, I'm with some people. That's not the best thing to do. So I'll do what works for me in the moment. But I know who are the people. That you know who are really genuine. I, I surround myself with those people. I've cut so many people out of my life in the last three or four years who weren't serving me. Why? There mm-hmm. was one particular uh, girl that I was friends with and friends. Sorry to use that term very loosely. Um, and I just said I'm not in this anymore. It's just it's it's, it's not yeah. No, is not working for me. And we had a kind of a not necessarily a bust up. I just said like I can't take the negativity and this is not working for me. So. Mm good luck with that and I had other friends who were shocked. oh it's like you've broken up with somebody and I was like well nobody would expect me to stay with some guy who was paid exactly yes but what I'm supposed to like because it's what is it the sister code or the you know mm-hmm. they've got the bro code that I'm not allowed to say this person is it's not even that um, I'm breaking up with them but like I have an inner circle of people who have earned the right to hear my story and who I can be really genuine with just moving them further out to mm-hmm. that circle where I don't share who I am and I don't spend time with people who don't support me. Mm -hmm. You know? Or, or, and challenge me. I don't want to be surrounded by people who go, oh yes, you're so right. I surround myself with people who tell me the truth. Because that's useful. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Last question.
0: Mm. Okay. So obviously, we're talking about mental health and stuff. Mm. Um, Where to from here? So, obviously, mental health's been talked about A lot. Um, a lot of them. fantastic here, um, fantastic. Um, where are two now for sort of the next generation? How, where do you see it going from here?
1: Um, I think we're in a period of transition in the same way as we were with the physical fitness stuff. I have a, a brilliant memory of, it must have been early 70s because I must have been very young, but there was, do you remember Ryan O'Neill was married to Farrah Fawcett Majors? Well, she obviously wasn't Farah Fawcett Majors. But there was this picture of the two of them on the front of some magazine that my mother had. And they were out jogging. And I remember my mother and father pissing themselves laughing at the thought of, why would you go out jogging? She said, what? Those Americans are nice. a mess. <laughs> They're all off their head. And I feel a bit like, not that I feel like Farah Fawcett Majors, but I am one of those people who have seen the transition because I've been meditating for so long. But not so long. It's not like 60 years. They're not Sharon Salzberg or anything. But for the last 12 years, like my sisters used to say to me, oh, Lisa and her crystals when they heard that I was meditating. There's no crystals. There's no candles. There's no chanting. You don't want them. It's very disappointing, really. <laughs> but I, I've seen the transition of the people that I know really well going from really being quite cutting in terms of making comments and judgments on that to being completely converted to themselves. So I'm, right now, mental health is, it, it, be, people are becoming much more aware, aware of it. I think there's a bit of a backlash on mindfulness. I and mean, Everything is mindful, mindful eating, mindful, and mental health. Um, I think there's resistance, but I think we're just getting over the hump. It's just going to be part of, like, exercise, eating well, all of those kinds of things. It's going to be the next public health challenge of like, this is this is not bad, this is not unusual mm-hmm. meditation is not kind of some voodoo, this is just something that we do in the same way as I exercise every day then I, I'm exercising my mind every day and I, I'm hoping that's where we're going to get to mm-hmm. in the same way as you'll have physical trainers you'll have mental trainers mm-hmm. and in fact, like if you look at something like yoga, you can do both of those things together. Speaking of, that's where you're heading to now. That's I? where I'm heading to <laughs>
0: Well, I would like to say thank you very much. Lisa. Not at that all. was brilliant Thanks,
1: many Lee. I really enjoyed having awesome. you. Awesome. Great. Thank you.